If you're a follower of Jesus, I have some really good news for you. Uh, It's good news that has to do with how God feels about you and about the kind of plans that God has for you. The good news is that God is for you. God uses these exact words uh, through the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Romans, where Paul says that God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? So I'd like us uh, today to kind of take a, a closer look at what this means, that God is for you. Because think about it, this makes all the difference in the trajectory of your life. I mean, uh, the course of your life goes in one direction if you think that God is for you and you live in that truth, but your whole course of your life goes another direction if you slip into thinking that God is somehow against you. Uh, I have a friend uh, who loves Jesus. She loves God's word, knows the Bible, but she's fallen into thinking that God is somehow against her. She has uh, some, some past that she's not proud about, and uh, guilt and shame have convinced her that uh, God holds her past mistakes against her. And this ends up making her a rather insecure person. Uh, she's so afraid to fail that uh, she is you know, unwilling to take uh, risks to reach out in her relationships at home or school, at work. Uh, she doesn't feel like she's able to step out in faith or move beyond her small comfort zone such that she can't really live the thrilling life of following Jesus because she's held back by this thinking that God holds her past failures against her. You ever feel like that? I do. But I'll tell you what I struggle with more. I struggle not so much with my past mistakes, but with my everyday failures, my ongoing mistakes day after day. They uh, end up making me feel like I'm a disappointment to God. I was in the grocery store a couple of days ago, and I'm in the checkout line, about three uh, customers back, and it is moving at a glacier pace, so slow. Why? Well, because at the cash register, there is an older gentleman who's obviously new at the job, and he's frustrated, he's frazzled, uh, he's calling for price checks over and over again, and here's my reaction. My reaction is exasperation and impatience and frustration. In the middle of my bad attitude, I caught myself and I said, you've been a follower of Jesus for decades and you don't have any compassion for this gentleman at the cash register who's frazzled. You don't have any peace of Jesus that gives you patience enough to last a few minutes in line. And... uh, In my disappointment, I transferred that disappointment to God, and I know God doesn't think of me this way, but in my mental picture, I pictured God with his arms folded and just saying to me, I've done so much for you. I've given you so much, and this is what you've got to show for it? And, you know, in that moment of picturing God in disappointment with me, I wouldn't say that I felt like God was against me, but I sure didn't feel like God was for me. And when I'm in that frame of mind, I can tell you 
that I don't expect much from God. I don't expect God to answer my prayers because I don't deserve it. I don't expect God to use me as a blessing in people's lives, be part of miracles that are part of his big plan and the life of uh, people. I don't expect anything good from God. And this life of low expectancy is the exact opposite of the thrilling, joyful, each day opening as a gift from God kind of life that God wants for me when I live in the truth that God, the greatest person in the universe, is for me. That's the good news. The good news is that God is for you. But uh, you're asking, what does that mean? What does it mean that God is for me? Well, first, let me tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that uh, if you go into a crowded parking lot, God will miraculously make a parking space appear for you. Uh, that God is for you doesn't mean that uh, it's guaranteed that you'll get your first choice for college or that uh, you'll have a trouble-free life or that uh, your dream plans will miraculously fall into place. No, this is what God means by him being for us. God is for me does not mean that, God's prom that God promises to work out my plan for me. God is for me mean, means that God promises to work out his plans, his plan for me. And then the question is, well, what is God's plan? What is his plan for me? And that's where we come to uh, Paul's context for these words. Uh, Paul has a context for his word that God is for us. Uh, and so here it is. God is for us. Who can be against us? Now, what comes before is the explanation of what it means that God is for us. Let's read it. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those God predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? So now we know what it means that God is for us. It is all summarized in this plan of five linked words that represent God's plan that he promises to work out for us. Those five words uh, linked together are foreknew, predestined, called, justified, and glorified. Let's take a look at, uh, at these words that each one contains an element of what it means that God is for us, starting with how God foreknows us. That was, of course, you know, awesome that God knows people even before they are born, knows them before they come to be. But that's true about all people, believers and unbelievers. So that's not really what Paul has in mind with this word. Uh, when Paul uses this word foreknew, he's using it as something that is unique about God's foreknowledge about believers. Uh, and he uses this word throughout his letters, and it means that God chose me. He chose to have a relationship with me even before I was born. And 
This is the uh, first and huge part of what it means that God is for me, in that God chose me to have a relationship with me before I could do anything good to deserve it, which proves the fallacy of that uh, mental picture that I have of God with his arms folded and disappointed in me because of my lack of good performance. God has proven that he is not impressed with good works in the fact that he chose me before I could do anything good. God is for me. And that leads to uh, the second word, which is predestined. Now, this word predestined is a very important word because it answers the big question. The big question that I have and that you have, which is that God's got a great plan for me uh, that starts with uh, foreknowledge and ends with being glorified. The question is, am I going to make it to the end of the plan? Am I going to make it all the way to being glorified? Uh, What does glorified mean? Well, glorified refers to what Paul says here about being conformed to the likeness of his son. See, that's God's plan. God's plan is to make me like the most winsome person who has ever lived. Jesus is perfectly loving, perfectly peaceful, perfectly joyful in life. And it's God's purpose and glorification to fill me with his Holy Spirit and to each day make me more and more like this most winsome person who has ever lived. And then whatever is not completed here on earth, when I enter heaven, that is perfectly fulfilled, and I am glorified when I see Jesus face to face, and I give glory to him in that now I'm made into the person through Jesus and what he did on the cross into the person that he created me to be. But the question is, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it to the end? Am I going to make it to heaven? Or am I going to be disqualified along the way? Am I going to do something unforgivable? Uh, Will I do something uh, that makes me give up on God or God give up on me? That word predestined answers that question. It has the word destination in it. God is guaranteeing that I'm going to make it to my destination. I'm going to make it to heaven. I'm going to make it to being remade in the image of Jesus in heaven. Uh, And I'm going to make it not because I'm great, but because I am loved by the greatest person in the universe who is for me, which leads to the next word, which is called. Uh, There are actually uh, several Greek words uh, for uh, called, and and there's one Greek word for called that carries the force of a command that, uh, you know, Jesus calls me to love to serve, to give to his work in the church. And when Jesus calls me, uh, it's not a suggestion, it's a command. But that's, that's not the uh, word that is used here for called. Uh, the word that is used here for called uh, really refers to what my mom and dad used to do for me every day when I was a kid at about 6 p.m. Uh, see, I grew up in a, uh, a neighborhood where uh, all day long I would be outside uh, playing you know, at uh, a kid's house on the block. And uh, then at 6 p.m., my mom or dad would get on the back porch of our house and call me, call me home for dinner. And if you're a follower of Jesus today, it's uh, because somewhere along the line, you responded to the call of God's voice calling you home to a love relationship with him. And if you've heard this voice and this call, you know that God is not neutral about you. 
Uh, you know, there are some people who think that, uh, you know, God is neutral. Uh, God is not for me. God is not against me. He just uh, passively watches, wondering whether I'm going to respond uh, to the truth of his love or not. Not true. Uh, this word for called indicates the passion of God, that he is calling you with a passion to come home. Not only that, but God is opening your ears so that you can hear his voice and hear his call. And then God is softening your heart so that you can respond with faith in Jesus and what he did on the cross for you. And I have to believe that there are some people listening to me right now, and you are hearing that call in your life right now. You're hearing the call of God calling you home to a relationship with him through faith in Jesus. And if that's you, don't delay. Respond to that call by receiving the gift of God's forgiveness through your faith in what Jesus did on the cross for you. And when you do that, then the next element of what it means for uh, God to be for you comes into play. Uh, it's the, uh, the word uh, justified. Uh, what does it mean that uh, we're justified in Jesus? Well, it means that uh, Jesus paid the debt for my sin on the cross, the debt that I could never pay. Uh, and in that uh, payment for my sin debt, I am chosen as a child of God, and I am loved as a child of God, and I am completely forgiven. My old mistakes are wiped away. My ongoing failures are wiped clean day after day. And each day, each moment, God looks at me as I am that person who is, is totally free from sin. Uh, when God looks at me, it's uh, just as if I'd never sinned. That's what justified means. It means it's just as if I never sinned because of what Jesus did on the cross for me. And so that forgiveness is mine day after day, moment after moment, until I enter into heaven and I see Jesus face to face. Where That's where the, the last word comes into play, which is to be glorified. I am glorified. Uh, it starts as a process, you know, here on earth where I'm filled with God's spirit and every day he's making me more like Jesus. But there is a future point where uh, that is completed when I see Jesus face to face. So uh, justification is instant uh, when I come to Jesus in faith. Uh, the experience of the infilling of God's Holy Spirit is instant when I uh, become his child. But glorification is a process that will be completed in the future. But notice something. Notice that when uh, Paul refers to glorification, he uses the past tense. He uses the past tense to refer to glorified uh, as in the past tense. Why? Because he's, uh, he's presenting it from God's perspective. Uh, and from God's perspective, uh, my finishing the uh, in victory and crossing the finish line in heaven uh, to be like Jesus and to see Jesus is so sure that in God's mind, it's like it already happened, that God has already seen it. He's already seen it. He's seen you new and shiny and remade, created to be the person that you uh, were always made to be. Uh, God's seen it. It's guaranteed. God will Finish the plan. Finish this good plan in your life because God is for you. 
He's not against you. He's not even neutral about you. God is for you. And there's some of you who are saying, uh, why aren't you a little nervous about this uh, teaching? Aren't you a little uh, worried that some people will take this teaching that uh, God is for me, that he guarantees uh, heaven and that I'll be like Jesus? Aren't you worried that uh, some people will slack off in their relationship with God, uh, that they'll give up, they'll say, oh, uh, I don't have to put in reasonable effort in my relationship with God. God will do it. Aren't you worried that people will give up? And the answer is, no, uh, I'm not worried about that because God is not worried about that. God gives us this clear explanation of his good plan for us and that he will do it because he knows that the reason people give up in their relationship with him is because they falsely believe that God is somehow against them in this process, that he's neutral or he's against them in this process. Uh, I go back to uh, the grocery store. So I'm in the grocery store and uh, I'm frustrated with my frustration. I'm impatient with my lingering uh, problem with impatience. And uh, when I picture God uh, disappointed with me, it, does it make me wanna give up? Yeah, it has that, has that effect of making me want to give up. But then I remembered the words that we're studying today, that God is for me, that God is for me. And uh, did that make me want to give up? Did that make me want to slack off? No, it energized me. It energized me and uh, made me want to be more like Jesus. And uh, I found myself uh, praying. Uh, I found myself praying for the uh, gentleman at the cash register. I found myself praying that this old guy would hurry up. <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't pray that. Uh, what I prayed was, uh, God, I, I pray that you would give this gentleman a sense of how much you love him. And then I said, God, would you please use me uh, to communicate your love to him? And so when I got up to the uh, cash register, I saw Bill and I said, Bill, I just want you to know how much I appreciate what you do here. And uh, I had time in the line to pray for you and to pray God's blessing over you for all your hard work. And I want you to know that God loves you. And uh, Bill, he, he paused and he looked up at me and his eyes were already welling up. And uh, he said, you have no idea. You have no idea how long it's been since I heard a good word like that. And Bill and I had a chance to chat some more and laugh. And uh, as I walked away, I walked away knowing that maybe Bill was just moved a little bit in encouragement, but maybe, and I had that sense that God was answering my prayer, my prayer that Bill would sense God's call upon him, calling him home to a relationship of love with him. And it's uh, this adventure uh, of being part of God's plan uh, in other people's lives as part of God's plan for my life that makes, the, makes following Jesus such uh, an adventure when I know that uh, the greatest person in the universe is for me. Uh, and that's uh, the spirit that's uh, been behind every uh, hot cooked meal that we have uh, delivered to our neighbors. You know, uh, every person who goes to the town of Fairfield for assistance, the first thing they're told is, uh, we first want you to go to Black Rock Church to be part of their free hot meals uh, program. And so for the last three months, uh, we've been cooking uh, meals in our church kitchen, and then people have been lining up in our parking lot to receive these meals 
and a good word. And one of the people that has been uh, the center of these meals and a good word is my friend Todd. Uh, Todd believes that God is for him. And because he knows that God is for him, he has the courage to step out of his comfort zone and become more and more like Jesus. My name is Todd Crewald. I work here at church. I'm a, one of the facility guys uh, that takes care of the building and sets things up, tears them down. Um, I've been also attending Black Rock Church for many years and um, just uh, love serving here and uh, doing whatever is necessary to make the church look as good as it does. Generally, I like to be behind the scenes. I like to just get my job done and come in and go out and not really get involved with, uh, you know, different things where I'm out in the limelight and up on stage or anything like that. That's just not me. When they first decided to do these meals, these drive-through meals, Jeremy came to me and asked me if I would at least, uh, you know, set up cones and set up a tent and just kind of get traffic flowing through properly and sort of coordinate the volunteers. And then we need people who will put them, put the uh, things in the bags, and then we need people to run them out to the table out front. Uh, that was the initial premise of it, and uh, the next thing I know is I'm out there and I'm actually the one who's handing out the meals. Hey, Jerry. How are we doing today? Good, Todd. Very that's, good. That's good. Very good. You need one and one. Yes. The usual. Yes. Okay, you got it. And talking to people and uh, just blessing them with this great ministry that's going on here. You know, there was a lady here last week that prayed with me. Yes. And she prayed for some work for me. Yeah. I had some work. There. See, there you go. It kind of transferred into something that I was really found that I was enjoying. And um, I certainly know that uh, many times here at church, we've been told to step outside of our comfort zone uh, and, and, you know, serve uh, in different ways that we might not be comfortable. Well, this was uh, God speaking to me and he spoke to me and he said, Todd, you can do this. Uh, you can go out there and greet these people. Thanks, Gail. God bless you. Take care. Frank, my friend. It's, it's been a blessing for me. Uh, I know that it's been a blessing for all the people that come through, but uh, I can tell you how God's worked in my heart and in, in me to uh, realize that this is a, a situation where I've stepped out of my comfort zone, but it's been a real blessing for me to, uh, to serve this way and to serve God this way. It's been awesome. And we just uh, thank you for uh, how you watch over us during these difficult times. And we just ask for safety. And, and we just ask that you bless this uh, evening and bless this food. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you all. So to those of you who feel similar to myself and uh, have a hard time um, stepping out of their comfort zone, I highly recommend that you do. And uh, it will be a blessing uh, that you will, believe me, you will, you will just be so happy that you did. And uh, it's a blessing to serve. So go ahead and do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, listen to Todd and just go ahead and do it. Uh, today you've gotten a word from God and a word from Todd, uh, and they're both for you. Just listen to Todd and go ahead and step out of your comfort zone. When you believe that God is for you, 
then you can just cooperate with his great plan to make you more and more like Jesus. So how about this week? Uh, You decide to cooperate with God's plan and let the Holy Spirit lead you to step out of your comfort zone and do something that Jesus would do. And you know, uh, there's one person who most gets in the way of this uh, plan and process, and that person is you. Would you let go of your regrets about the past? Would you let go of your disappointment with your ongoing failures, everyday mistakes, and uh, just believe and live in the truth that God is for you? And so who can be against you? Nobody, not even you. Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord turn his face toward you. children and their children. May his favor be upon you for a thousand generations. And your family and your children and their children and their children. May his favor be before you and behind you and beside you. All around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you. In the morning, in the evening, in your coming, and you're going, and you're weeping, and rejoicing, 
So church, may you receive that blessing. And even though you're imperfect, may you walk in the confidence that God is for you. We'll see you next week.